getting ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus. Today I'm joined by Manny and Mike. The games are coming thick and fast as are the podcasts. Uh, we will discuss last night's game at Old Trafford. We'll look ahead to the game on Saturday at Huddersfield. And we'll talk about the Arsenal's ladies. A fantastic win in the Cup. Enjoy the show. Good morning and welcome back to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Um, today we're going to be looking at the Man United game, which was on last night. Um, I'm joined by Scunny Mike, who's in a little bit of a rush because he's coming down London Town. And uh, we also got Manny with us. How are we doing, boys? All good, mate. Yeah. All good. Not too bad. Uh, you've had a little bit of an issue with technology, haven't you there, uh, Scully? Yeah, I fucking hate technology. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it, it's supposed to make life easier, but it doesn't, does it, at all? <laughs> Getting your aggression levels up. Ready for London transport, mate. So don't go. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't be polite and letting people through. Just barge through. That's the way we do it down here. I do here. anyway. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> Love it. I'm a we big were, guy, so. We were meant to be joined uh, from Sydney by James Tricker, but he's been called away at work and uh, he hasn't been able to join us, but he will be joining us in the future. But he did say to us um, one of the things he was going to talk about, uh, and we can probably talk about it in his, in, in his absence, is uh, we've got our arsenal, our more, more we've got our atmosphere back. Um, so <laughs> I think he was referring it to, to like obviously the Tottenham game. The atmosphere was absolutely electric as um, I was victim of on Monday, <clears throat> on Monday morning and even Tuesday when I had no voice. Um, but he was also talking from, from, from afar to listen to it on the TV. Uh, guys, have you thoughts on it? Me, it was rocking on the TV. Like, it was crazy. It was coming through clear this time. Like, it just looked mental. And I think it's more the occasion um, as opposed to, you know, because I'm pretty sure against Huddersfield it's not going to be the same. But I don't think I've ever heard the Emirates like that for any North London derby, period. Like, at, at the Emirates. It looked and sounded mental. I don't but even, think I've ever even heard the Emirates sound like that. Uh, it, it has a few times. In Barcelona. That's a, Barcelona, a long time ago. The, somebody else mentioned a, a game in, I think, Champions League uh, a little while back as well. Uh, there was the Liverpool game last year when it went uh, 3-3. Uh, and that, that was at uh, the start of the season because when those two goals went in, and again, it was another occasion when I was crowd surfing. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't think he's just referring to that because I, I put the question out... Um, after the game as well, or he answered after the, the game that was on last night. But at the start of the um, of the Man United game, the loudest fans were the Arsenal boys. They were absolutely rocking Old Trafford. They yeah. did last year. Mm. Yeah, I yeah, agree. You were up there last year, weren't you, Scotty? Yeah, I was there last year and it was rocking all the way through. Yeah, well, Even uh, though well, we was losing, we were still singing. And I think the best one I heard, and I heard it on telly last night, is, is this the Emirates? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was loud and clear. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like the Old Trafford really, really sounded absolutely dead last night. Oh, tourists. I was really surprised by that. I thought you know the United fans would be really up for it. It's a big game. You know Arsenal were in town. They were dead. Like it was. It was terrible. Well, I the think they're going through the motions at the minute as well. The bits I heard of uh, back when I was watching a replay this morning, I, I was in a pub last night, which was uh, which is unusual for me. Um, which, <laughs> which um, it, it was quite noisy. It was down in in the city. It was quite noisy, full of. Um, I I can't say there were city boys because there wasn't very many suits in there. There were mostly jeans and t-shirts. So I I assume it's the IT department, um, but. Uh, it was it was noisy, so you couldn't really hear the crowd. But the bits I, I listened to back on on uh, the highlights, it went flat at times, and you could hear the Arsenal. Uh, but it, it it got lively, especially that second half, and when uh, well, we'll we'll go in, we'll go into the into the game. Yeah. So so uh, don't forget, guys. It's we're now on the sixth of December. So in your reverse advent calendars, you should have. Uh, Six items in your box, so we are going to keep going on and on about that right up until Christmas. Um, 
So match facts. The Gunners have been unbeaten in the last 12 games. Uh, nine wins and three draws and 19 matches in all competitions with 15 wins and four draws. This will be the first meeting in which uh, neither long-serving manager... It's, it's, you know, it's 32 years since either Alex Ferguson or uh, Wenger weren't sitting in the dugout. And the last 23 years, um, it was in August 1986 uh, when the last time neither one of the long-serving managers were there. Uh, when the Gunners won the league game at Highbury um, and um, United have conceded 23 goals in the last 14 Premier League games. Only the bottom five uh, have worse records and are winless in, in three games for uh, the first time in 12 months. Their only home league defeat this term uh, was a 3 0 loss to Tottenham. So, the lineups, what did you make of the lineups? It was more or less unchanged. Uh, I think um, Iwobi came in for Mkhitaryan. That was about it. You know, no, Ramsey came in. Oh, Ramsey. Ramsey yeah. came in for. And Gwenduzi yeah. for Xhaka, because uh, is it Xhaka's got, he had five yellows, didn't he? Mm. So yeah. He's ineligible. Yeah, did did you think we missed Xhaka? No, <laughs> no. You know, I think we did. Cause no, I hate to admit, I think we did. Yeah, I don't know. I thought Gwendozy put in a hell of a shift. Yeah, I, <laughs> listen, the guy. I fell in love with him last last week with him hanging out of a car and stuff like that. I love his passion. I love his enthusiasm. He is young. He he has come from League Two uh, in France. Uh, you know, he's had very little Premier League experience. He gets stuck in, but sometimes he's just a little bit. Um, he's he's a little bit rash or erratic, erratic as in, in stuff that he does. You know, I don't really think he did much of a. You know, I mean, he didn't really put much of a foot wrong. Um, nothing to say where we was. It was you know, I mean, it was clinical to the game and it put them into a decent position. I don't think he did anything like that, which. A lot of the time, Xhaka usually does. He gives a wrong pass, and we're on the back foot. But I thought he had a really good game. I think the only the ones that I didn't feel like who had a good game was Iwobi and Ramsey. Oh God! I, no, no, I, I, mm, there were a few times when when Gwendozi passed like on the like pressure simply because he was trying to you know let the ball run across his body and he would get caught on it and he was a little bit lightweight in the tackle mm. goes well a few times um it wasn't one of his of his best games i'll say that um but i'll like i said i'll give him a buy for most things all right because he's he's young and his this is like his first proper season arsenal big game so he's got a lot to learn um, I just think that this game was would have been perfect for Xhaka and, and you know just his passing, his penetrative passing, and just keeping control of the ball in mid in midfield somewhat. Even though he does put us under needless pressure sometimes, um, I just think that it would have uh, been a perfect I, game for him. I don't necessarily think it's Xhaka that puts us under needless pressure, as you say. I, I I value what you say, and I do agree with some of what you say in there, but I think it's just generally the team getting used to each other. Now Xhaka and Torreira seem to be for, forming a partnership. We're actually preferring Xhaka. Uh, we would, if I'm being honest, if it was the opposite way around and Xhaka was on the on and Torreira had the five yellows, then, then we would have mm, missed him. I mean, yeah. there would have been a different story altogether. Okay. I think that would have been a bit. That would have been serious trouble. Would yeah. you? Would you not have thought that maybe Maitland Niles should have been given a run out in that position? Oh, I don't know, man. He, I think he needs. Yeah, he needs a run of games. I don't. Um, to, I don't think he's going to be his position uh, next to Torreira. Um, but that's I his think preferred he, he would position. Be better off. I think it probably would have been better off him, him swapping Iwobi for him in, in playing that position. Oh, that's a shout. Okay. Uh, okay. Rather than him playing next to Torreira. I just don't think he's... Um, I don't know if he's got the physical side to him, whereas, obviously, Xhaka and Gwendouzi seem to have quite a good physical side to him. Okay. Uh, I don't, I'm not too... Like I, said, I don't know. <clears throat> I haven't seen much of Maitland-Niles, so I can't... You know, I mean, I can't judge too much on that, but I think he probably would be better with his speed and his creativity. That I, I have seen that he's got. He would have been play, better playing where, where he was, or even where Ramsey was. Yeah, that's a shout, really. Yeah, good shout. 
And Ramsey, what did you think of his his overall performance? And uh, he's he started. He was captain. Uh, the guy who's going out the door was made captain. It was uh, I, I, Dermot was next to me, and he said, "Oh, Ramsey's captain." I said, "Yeah, that's a bit unusual." Because uh, he said, "When's his contract uh, up?" And I said, "It runs out at the end of the season." Oh, so we re-signing him? He said, are, are you re-signing him? And I went, "No." He said, "Oh, wow, that's unusual. Making a, a player that's leaving captain." Ugh. But who else would have been would have been captain on the night? Bear in mind that, that um, Emery said that he wanted to pick five captains. I think it was Koscielny, Czech, Ozil, Ramsey, and Xhaka. Um, so he had no so option. I think he, he, yeah. yeah, I think he's st- he stuck with his guns on that one. Um, I think Ramsey was... Ugh. Oh, he was back to his frustrating self, was he? Wasn't he? The, uh, he just kept coming centrally. He kept wandering off. Um, I think it was leaving better and exposed a few times. And he, he, uh, he wasn't great. He really wasn't great. Anyone who tells me any different, they clearly wasn't watching the game. Um, uh, no, he definitely was poor. Uh, he frustrated was me. Poor. I think it was a bit... I, of, I know it sounds awful saying this, but I think it was a bit of a godsending coming off at halftime, you know? <laughs> I don't think so because Mikatarian. I but, think we're yeah, ahead of the game. Yeah, it was a bit. Yeah, so it swapped one poor, one poor player to the next poor player. That's the only I, issue. That I was. probably would have preferred the other way around. I would have preferred us to start with Mikatarian because uh, we do seem to have more impact. And even in this game, uh, we had more impact in the second half than we had in the first half. If you if we look at the first half uh, in isolation, the first first half hour, uh, I would say fifteen twenty minutes of it was Man United the first 15-20 minutes we really didn't get that much of a look in we, we were mm-hmm. withstanding quite a lot of pressure yeah, then I think we, we're always going to be on the back foot especially at Old Trafford yeah. um, playing away you're always going to be sort of on the back foot with it mm-hmm. but uh, I mean overall with it um, the first half for instance I think, I think overall we played well we, we did really well to keep in some of the possession and obviously to you know I mean and keep the tackles keep them under pressure in the back you know, in the, in their final third, uh, I think I think we did really well at, at, at times. They didn't really trouble us during their when they had all their possession. There wasn't trouble in anyone. No, was- you know what? Let's let's be real here. When you're looking at the match overall, United did not trouble us that much, apart from the cheap goals that they got. If you're looking at the balance of play, there wasn't a period where I thought, you know what, they they they're really looking like they're going to score here. Uh, this is the most toothless United side I've ever seen, like in, in recent memory. Even when they had um, Van Gaal and Moyes, they still had some level of potency. This team were bereft of confidence. They they looked slow. Um, they weren't creative. Uh, they were they were physical. They were nasty in the tackle, um, but that's to be expected. But apart from that, they were. There weren't nothing. We really I, could have beaten I, them. I, I, yes, we could have beaten them. We should have beaten them. But I actually disagree. I thought they looked faster than they've looked for a, uh, a long time. Uh, they looked more attack attack minded than they ever did before. I looked at the lineup, and the lineup was defender, 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 defensive player, defensive player, defensive player, and then they didn't really have a, a a proper striker on the pitch. And I thought, Christ, he's brought in every boss in Manchester. But then they came at us and came at us and came at us. And for 20 minutes, we were not hanging on, but we were under pressure. And then we get a corner, a, probably when we just started to get a, a hold into the game. And our, our friend Mustafi, our, Must, our Mustafi scores on the 26th minute. What did we make of the goal? Hmm. Cheap. <laughs> I'll it take was cheap. it. It was cheap. Um, they making a mistake, but he of made course he's not going to complain. Yeah, but I'm not going to sit here and complain either. No. <laughs> but oh, the, the, yeah. the header was a good header. Like uh, uh, he wasn't a good header. He hit the floor. No. But he, that's he what you do, isn't header. it? You, if you head the ball into the ground, it makes it more difficult for the keeper to 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 save it. If you can't get a proper purchase on it and put it in the top bins, he was he was free. He was open. He, yeah, he lost was. his man. It was a poor. It was a poor header. I'll, I'm 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 sorry, mate, but it was a, definitely it was a poor header. He headed it direct into the ground. I know what you're saying. Well, I hit it to the ground. So you try and aim at the ground. You know what I mean? Try and give the yeah. keeper something to do. But he's aimed it at the floor, at the keeper. <laughs> the pro- obviously, he got lucky. And like Manny said, it was cheap. He got lucky because De Gea was in two minds of what to do. 
and knackered it up and obviously went in, but I'm not going to sit here and complain about it. And was no. it goal line technology that gave us that goal, or yeah. did the referee... No, goal line no, technology. Goal. Goal yeah, line, that's... Of course. Yeah. And would you have seen, without... I, I think the referee, almost they're now almost depend. If they're unsure, they don't even look, so they just wait for the watch to buzz. But if we didn't have that technology, do you think we would have been given that goal? Nope. No. No. Not at Old Trafford. No. I don't think, I don't think anyone would have been given it, regardless of where it was. Mm. Yeah. I just thought it was it was really really tight and it was pretty quick and was it Herrera was on the line so mm-hmm. I think it would have been a very difficult for someone to spot that going over the line. I I called it straight away. I called it straight away and I was jumping around and everyone's going what and then the, saw the the goal given. So um, I'm I must be an expert. That's you being biased. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Four minutes later, Martial goes up the other end. Oh. <sighs> Uh, that goal annoyed me so much, right? Because I can't even remember the, the free kick incident. But needless to say, free kick comes in. Um, Leno, it, it was a quality it, save. That it was a good save, right? And he and he pushed it out where he needed to to push out. Herrera's offside, all right. Let, let, let's be real. He he's well, offside. His, his head, his feet. Look, it was I, his shot. Yeah, what the I, saying is, is his, his, his shoulders. shoulders. Both shoulders were in an offside position, and if it was that's down bollocks. to VAR, it would have been cast as offside. Nah, that's bollocks. I, I, there was no official daylight. And they changed the rules so many times, but I wouldn't have deemed them offside, and that just sounds Seriously? like bitter, bitter gooners if you're saying Seriously? that. Seriously? Yeah. Well, it wasn't just us. You know what I mean? You had, I, you had the uh, commentators as well. I think even Steve McManaman was saying yeah, well, if that, that was that VAR, it would cast as offside. Even though I can't stand that guy, he's a rascal absolute idiot listening to, to Mac Manaman commentate yesterday or oh, Arsenal are, are playing poorly oh they're not consistent enough to keep up with Liverpool and, and, and Man City shut up and watch the damn game like we d- yeah. we didn't look as poor as he as he says we did right it, it seems like this idiot has forgotten that he played in Liverpool sides that came to Old Trafford and lost so I don't know what the fuck what game he was watching and I don't agree with you either Fergus right because if, if you read the rule the laws of offside anybody part that you can score a goal with if it's offside it's offside you can score a goal with your shoulder and you can score a goal with your head Herrera was offside but regardless of that when he plays the ball back in I don't know what the fuck it will be and and holding on doing it seems like the ball went so slow across the box and they just stood there and watched it nobody made a move to 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 stop the ball um going across the Herrera ducked out of the way he was he was standing like <coughs> right standing there in the middle goal line. One of he was right. The thing is with Torreira is like he was the only person that ran back mm. on you know what I mean to try and get in a defensive position. Obviously he can't use his hands. He's not a goalkeeper. Of course he should really he should have maybe lifted his head up a bit. He might have saw the ball when it you know what I mean when he got uh, when the when they scored the goal. He maybe should have picked his head up a bit. But then again, who wants to look while someone's firing a buddy? Football like yeah. I'm not going to blame. I'm not blaming. I'm not blaming. I won't blame Torreira on that one because at the end of the day, he got back. He did what he had to do, or he tried to do his job. The people that should have been doing the job, like Manu was just saying, was Iwobi and Holding, who just sort of stood there, going, "What the hell's going on here?" Like fucking clear it. Like it was such a cheap goal to concede. Was the free kick conceded from Mustafi sliding on his ass again? Because I know he got a yellow card for that, didn't he? I can't remember that. Uh, when I, was, remember. I was more fuming with a goal, to be fair. Yeah. I can't yes. remember. Andre Mariner was giving out yellow cards like Halloween candy. The, the, oh, yeah. Unbelievable. I, th- I, I turned around and said, this will not fit. I'm surprised it finished with 10 men on the pitch. With, 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 five with, cards in five minutes and something yeah. like 19 seconds or something. Something like that. Yeah, he's six cards, six yellows in total. Six yellows in total. So Moron. So, half-time, we're going 1-1. We still... Uh, I've yet to lead in a Premier League game at half-time. Uh, although we haven't gone on to suffer any defeats since uh, August when we um, uh, were beaten by Chelsea. So 20 games, we're, we're on, on track for 20 games in all competitions. Second half started, as I said earlier, we started much brighter in the second half. We came at them. We seemed to have more control of the game. Unai Emery said that we seemed to have more control of the game um, in, in the second half than we did over the first half. Uh, Lacazette, he he closes down on goal. Um, it would have been a penalty uh, if he didn't score. Although the goal was given t- as an own goal to Rojo. What did you make of that one? I don't even know. I know it was a good piece of play uh, to get us in. 
Um, it's, I've, I looked at it so many times and I, start, I don't know, I still think it, I would have given it to Lacazette, man. Forward, advantage should have fallen. I don't know, man. Don't Whatever. Know. It, it we come off anyway. his shin, didn't it? Or his knee or something. It, you know? it, it knocked it onto him. It's it's like a split second where it just sort of hit Lacazette last. And I remember when I was watching it, I think uh, was it Rio Ferdinand as well was saying it, it definitely come off Lacazette. So I, I tend to agree with that. We have to watch him back a couple of times. It did actually finish off with Lacazette, but I don't know. Hmm. It was a good goal. I enjoyed it. Well, of course. <laughs> it was nice to go 2-1 up. Only for 30 seconds. You oh. know what? This, oh. is, this, is, this is what I'm talking about, right? It's not like we were opened up by a great piece of play by United. It was one ball over the top. It, it was a ball, it was a simple ball over the top, and I'm going to maintain this that over the course of the game, United did not look as good as you say they did. First it was did one it. ball over the top. Socrates fails to deal with it. I don't know what the fuck Kalasnik is doing. He left uh, Leno hanging. Oh, again, a cheap goal to concede. Like this is oh my god, we were undone by two stupid mistakes on our part. Simple as that. It wasn't great play, and like Emery was saying, I don't know if you saw, you know, his his interview afterwards. He was we saying need that to improve defensively is what he said. That we need to have balance and not uh, lose out our attacking chances. We perhaps lost a bit of control, but we created lots of chances after two two. I'm very proud of our performance. What we want uh, was a win, but we can feel good with a point too. Uh, what we yep. want is a win, but a draw is good if we win on Saturday. And I, that is very, very important. And this point is a good point. I think with Chelsea losing, Tottenham winning, um, it was important for us to maintain. So we've dropped a point in my view. Um, I dropped two points in my view because we could have caught up on, been ahead of Chelsea, been ahead of Tottenham. We could have been third in the league. Um but it's imperative that we have a good result against Huddersfield, which we'll get on to in a few minutes. Go on. No, okay. Oh, mate. Um, oh, that I'm was annoyed. such a poor goal to concede. It really was. But the thing is, Kalasniak had a good game otherwise because we were exploiting him again. Uh, what I was talking he didn't about have brother. a great first half. His passing, his final third passing or his final passing just wasn't, it wasn't up to scratch for me in the first half. Yeah. Um, he, he was giving it away a little bit too much. Oh, he wasn't picking out his man. I, I think it, they were, it. But in the second half, yeah, he came into the game second half. I think we've got to remember as well is we can't. I know a lot of people were saying that um, we wasn't playing as well as what we did against um, the scum. But you've got to remember we're at Old Trafford. You've got to go in with different tactics. You can't go in all guns blazing at Old Trafford. I just don't, I don't think it'd work. It, it's Old Trafford. It's Maureen, and we just yeah. played. For our lives on Sunday, it's, I, you know, thought, I thought. I in a few moments, we, we yeah. played. We played a really good game at Old Trafford. I thought we played a really good game. It was just two stupid mistakes that let us down. And, yeah. and De Gea, you know, oh. what I mean, well, I De Gea kept him in yeah. the game because he made it. He made oh, a, God, a yeah. succession of fine saves. Um, Aubameyang shot straight at De Gea uh, again. A seventy-four minutes, a long-range shot from Aubameyang. And then Torreira, he a great oh. save for, from Torreira onto Mkhitaryan. And Mkhitaryan, what a strike. Shame it was offside. Yeah. I did I'm jump around the pub. <laughs> I'm telling you, if it, if it wasn't for De Gea, again, yet again, saving their backside. I know a few United fans were like, oh, but he made a mistake for the first goal. If he wasn't in the goal, right, for, I would say more, the, the two Aubameyang chances and the Torreira chances, like like you mentioned, right, any other keeper, and we, we score at least one of those chances. I'm telling you, United got away with one. Even when... I when got away when, with two, to be honest with you, if it wasn't for him. Truck, when um, Fellaini came on and then Lukaku came on, you knew what, you kind of knew what was going to happen. But like long balls and, and this and that, and when Pogba came on, all of that, you expected them to, to start popping, like flying in long balls and all of that. United were toothless. They did not pressure us for the last 10 minutes like I thought they would have. I thought they would have really come mm -hmm. on to us. I thought they really would have pressured us. But it was so comfortable for us. It just popped the ball around. There was no real pressure. The crowd were completely out of it. It's two points dropped and I'm so pissed. 
I'm it, so it was, pissed. It was we back f- to the old boring Man United, wasn't it? They were it's terrible. Boring, boring Jose Mourinho. Um, with Fellaini, though, he's chopped his hair off. And I think that probably... Is he Samson? Because I thought him coming on, normally with his big bobbly hair, um, he, he'd come on and, and normally nick a last-minute winner for them. But oh, I hate they that tried guy. nicking Gwendoza's head. That's he? what I was just about to say. It's hair envy, isn't it? Well, it <laughs> is hair envy, fucking Edward Scissorhands. I hate that guy so much. He's such a dirty, dirty little prick. All right. It's not only that he, he was pulling Guendouzi's hair, he was like pushing over Torreira and he elbowed um, Lichstein in the back of the head. He's, oh, I hate that guy so much. But you just on your side How sometimes. the hell did he stay on the pitch? I don't know. His, his tackling was amazing. Who's that, Torreira? Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he got away with so much. It's, it's great yeah, to did. see. It's about time we've had someone like that. He got away with so much. But they, but they are good tackles. They're just, you know, he just gets to that point where it, he gets it could, stuck in and he doesn't yeah. care if he takes feet or ankles or knees or whatever he doesn't care and I love that he gets the ball he, oh, he also yeah. gets the ball as well yeah mm. 20 games unbeaten boys it's our longest run since November 2007 when we got to 28 games in all competitions it's looking alright but it's where we wouldn't have thought it Burnley is the halfway point if we can get to there um and we'll we'll review where we were in the se- with the season so far. Um, I, I be careful what you wish for. They said, eh? Yep. I mean, I think United are where we were. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They really and are. I, I'll tell you something as well about De Gea. He must be fuming that they've uh, extended his contract. I'll chose that. Is option. that official? Yeah. Yeah. They, they United put it into all their players' contracts that they have an oh. option to extend, but that means they can sell him in January of the summer and recoup some money for him. Well, they've got so many CDs. It's, it's funny, isn't it? Right? United have so many players in the last year of their contracts, but that's really going under the radar, isn't it? It really is just not the media are not really talking about it, but I've, I'm pretty sure they've had like five, six first-team players down the last year of their contracts, including Martial. Martial. But when it was is us, it Martial, De Gea, and... Oh. There's a few of them. Yeah, there is a few, but I think they're their main um, matter, isn't it, as well? I think he's on his yeah, last yeah. year. Yeah, there, there's a few of them. I think Ashley Young is old. Did they, they oh, extend his contract? He'll dive. I hate that guy. He'll I hate dive. that guy more than Fellini. I'll tell you what, though. Ant Lingard got one of them faces like Deli Alley. Mm. <laughs> mm. I, don't think I don't think anyone's worse than Deli Alley for me. Oh, no, no one's worse than Deli Alley, but Lingard has definitely got one of them faces. The poll that was on on one of the groups that we're on uh, was who do you want to who do you want to smack in the face first? And I think it was between Deli Ali, Dyer, uh, Kane, Kane uh, Winks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Deli Ali won it hands down, didn't he? Well, <laughs> like yeah. seventy four votes, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, right. The stats on that game were possession wise, it was fifty five. Uh, 45 to United, 55 to us. Shots, 10 versus 9. On target, uh, 7 shots versus our 4. Corners are equal on 4 and 4. 13 versus 10 on the fouls. Man of the match, I find this one a difficult one to call. Mm. Uh, You could say De Gea if you're being overall, but look at Arsenal players. Who who would you say? That's a tough one. Uh, Oh, wow. I'd probably for me it's it's either between Torreira and Mustafi to be honest. Wow, Mustafi, yeah. one of the two. It wasn't a good. It wasn't you know there, there weren't really any standouts. I'd say between those two. Mike, uh, I was going to say Torreira. Um, I, I yeah, that that's struggling to pick. I, I again struggling to pick. You could pick one of the goal scorers in the sense of Mustafi or Lacazette ish Rojo. Um, but f- I mentioned him earlier. I thought Kalasniak, bar his fuck up uh, for that second goal, um, I thought he had a, a reasonably good game. So I'm going to go for Kalasniak. Oh, good. We really missed. We missed natural width, um, which really would have exposed United's right hand side. Yeah, we Dallo, did. Dallo was was suspect, and let's hope that holding. Um, his injury is not too serious. It um, looks it looks nasty. Yeah, it looks nasty. Well, let's hope it's it's not as bad as it looks. Really. We're looking a bit thin on the ground, aren't we? We are. We're, they're dropping like flies. Typical December. Oh. But it's, it's too early in December. We've got how many more games to come this month? Yeah, man. Yeah. Got some tough games well, as well. Well, this is where it starts. But fortunately, I know there was a couple of them, weren't there? I mean, Mustafi and Torreira were 
taking some knocks as well, but you know, hopefully they're not serious. I know they kept on playing the game and stuff, but I don't think they had a choice other than to carry on playing the game. Yeah. We've got Huddersfield on Saturday. We've got Carabag on Thursday. Well, you can put kids out for that. Southampton away. Let's see how they perform under their new manager. I don't think he'll have enough time by then. Uh, then we've got the quarterfinal against Spurs in the League mm. Cup. Uh, Burnley at home at halfway point. Brighton away is never easy. And then end of the year, finishing off at, uh, in Anfield. It's not the worst fixtures I suppose the Liverpool game is a big game cup game only because it's Tottenham always going to be Huddersfield Carabag Southampton Burnley Brighton all winnable all winnable all winnable and it could have been a lot worse we've had we've had worse Decembers for sure oh yeah Mm. we've got the worst I think we've got the worst out the way with you know with Spurs at home and Man U away and Taking the fourth points from the two, we can't complain too much. Exactly. Look, listen, listen, Mike. If if you go back to we had that run again, we had City and Chelsea and, and didn't get any points. We should have got at least a point, at, if not three, at Stamford Bridge. And then we went on that run of games, and everyone was doesn't matter, doesn't matter, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. It's all about Liverpool, all about Liverpool. We turn up at, at uh, Liverpool, we turn up, we get a point, and we were the better side. We we're the better side to, uh, last night as well, I, I might add. Um, we then come along, go, oh, it doesn't matter, doesn't matter, doesn't matter. It's all about the Tottenham game. Then we got. United we've got you know five points out of those possible nine it's not bad considering we're this so-called broken team or a team in transition with a new manager I'm happy I'm happy yeah oh yeah I'm like yeah I'm happy with it it's 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 been brilliant it's 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 fantastic to be fair to say that we're coming away with these points yeah we lost against Chelsea and Man City, but I don't think many people are going to beat Man City. I think maybe they might. Hopefully, I'm fingers crossed that someone like Burnley or someone like that is going to nick a point or you know I mean nick a game off him. But because I don't want him to go through the league unbeaten. We're we're eight points from our nearest place uh, from sixth place, which is Bournemouth, Everton, and Man United. They're on twenty three. We're on thirty one points. We're on the same points as Chelsea in fourth. Only two points behind Tottenham. Six points behind Liverpool. You know, realistically. Third is definitely within their grasp, and you know, sorry, we're yeah, eight points, eight points behind Liverpool. Um, with a fair wind, we could actually, you could, could you see us getting second? Listen, fourth is our target. Fourth is our target. Um, I can't see us getting second. Uh, no, thir- third is third is definitely within our grasps. Well, yeah, thirds are within our grasps, and fourth is, I think, is probably a must, and I think it's definitely achievable. I mean, I just is think, fourth yeah, is fourth the must? Was would fourth been a must at the start start of the season? It would have been definitely uh, a, a target. It's definitely that's what I meant. Not a must. It's more of a target. If we finish fifth, I'm not going to complain too much. It's Emery's first season. He's had a great season so far. Like you say, twenty games unbeaten. We've only lost against uh, two two of the big. I would say two of the big teams, but Chelsea seem to have dropped, which is nice to see anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. I think anyone's going to struggle against Man City. So, in all fairness, to lose 2-0 to Man City at the start of the season compared to what other people are losing to them now, or other teams are losing, and everyone doubted us from the start, saying, oh, we're not going to come anywhere, I think it's great. I'm, I'm not complaining at all. I'm more, to be fair, I'm more ecstatic with this season so far than they have been over the last two, three seasons. Which goes back to back, we got our Arsenal back, we got our atmosphere back and everything oh, yeah, else. And you, can just feel, you can just feel there's a unity between the fans, There's everyone's excited about the, going to the games. I'm seeing the regular faces back at the games where you'd see everyone would sell the seat on a regular basis or not turn up and leave empty seats and so on. Um, I posted a, a video, um, I'll get it on our YouTube channel as well, uh, but I posted a video um, on Guns and Yellow Ribbon's Facebook page uh, off, it's about two minutes off after the game at Tottenham where all the, they'd done the um, lap of honour or just, well, they came to, to the crowd. Everybody stayed in the stadium. Uh, Sweet Caroline was being boomed out and everyone was... Duh, duh, duh. It, you can just feel that it, there's, a, there's a happy feeling about Arsenal again. Yeah, there's and a unity in it. the club as well and I think that there's a unity in the players and I think that... that oozes out onto the fans and obviously and you see unity in the players and you see the players wanting to do well like 
if you watched them against Tottenham, you watched against, watched them against Liverpool and watched them against last night. When you see they want to do well and you you see them trying and like like I just said, if it weren't for De Gea, we probably would have won that game. Uh, but the, the thing is, we see him we see him trying, we see him fighting, and mm. that's what we want. That's what we've wanted for years, and now we're getting it. That's that's all the war. A simple fan like me going, honestly, we could have lost game after game, but if I saw effort, if I saw the players trying, if I didn't see them going through the motions like they were doing for suppose, so many games last season, I would have been somewhat content. I would have been pissed, but I would have been content with the effort. Now you are seeing that effort. You are seeing unity amongst the players. You are seeing accountability from the manager as well. And you are seeing him. It's so nice to, to look on the bench, right? And seeing Emery literally kicking every single ball, trying to get the crowd into the game, trying to lift his players as well. So it feels like we are all in it together again. Right, and it's it's a beautiful feeling, and it's 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 great to be able to watch Arsenal again because if if that change didn't come, I don't know where we would be right now. Oh, we oh, are definitely still. Uh, prediction league, just touching on the prediction league. None of us got any points last night, um, so it's all as is. Um, talking about just uh, you know the unity and stuff. Freddie Lundberg was interviewed by Laith, Laith Youssef of the Islington, Islington Gazette. Uh, did you read his article that about um, the, the rivalry that uh, between Man United and Arsenal of, of yesteryear? And he's looking for that again. Did you see any of that uh, last night at Old Trafford? No. Not really. I, I, Not I really. think it's, it's, it's a different team. I think if the way... I don't. I don't think the rivalry is there anymore. Uh, me personally, there is obviously there's going to be some type of rivalry, especially between fans. But I think to be to to see the rivalry on the pitch, I just don't think it's there anymore. I, I, it in for me, it isn't. I just think when you say about the with the tackling and the and the fouling and stuff, I just think they were just being dirty. It wasn't hmm. a rivalry. I just think that it was just being dirty. Okay. Yeah, I agree. It was more tactics, and I think that come from Mourinho. To try and I think because he's played Arsenal of old under Wenger, normally what would happen is if you rough them up a bit, they seem to drop the reds a bit. But this team is completely different. You rough them up a bit, they'll rough you up a bit back. You know okay. what I mean? If you know what I mean. No, no, I do. I do. We do. Even Graham Souness didn't he make a comment about saying uh, that we we had a soft underbelly and everything else? Oh and fuck that guy! <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, I know no, it's Tony Adams has changed guy. his tune a bit, and he as well <laughs> on his punditry last night. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I, so what it's nice should. to see is, is is convincing that our players of yesteryears and uh, some of our legends. It's nice to see them thinking. You know, I mean, take a second guess and think, oh, actually, and maybe I was wrong. So it's nice to see that, but the rest of the pundits, especially like Graham Soonis, can go fuck well, I think, themselves. I think, I think all, the fa- all the fans, all the pundits and, and so on, are seeing that there's a change. Talk shite are starting saying, you know, if, if Arsenal go up to Old Trafford and win, do we start taking them seriously? Like, you, know, you have to take us seriously regardless. Exactly. Right? You, don't, you do not go 20 games unbeaten without being somewhat of a good side. Right? Because if, if all the good sides... Or, what am I trying to say? If, if it was so easy, right, and if we played a bunch of nobodies, then everybody will be on a 20-game on beat and run, but they're not, right? So they have to take it seriously. And what, what irritated me about our former legends and, the, and pundits or whatever, it took only two games for them to start being, to start being really critical. You remember Jamie Carragher, like after two games, he's saying, oh, he has to adapt to his players. He has to adapt to the league and change his philosophy. And Gary Neville was the only one at the time who was telling people, like, no, he's going to need time. Why is the parameter so different for Arsenal than other managers? Other managers are given that leeway, right, to, to implement their, their styles and to get the players in that they need. But with Emery, after two games, no, nothing's really changed. Glenn we Hoddle, s- oh, defensively, still, come on. We, oh, said, no. we said to each other, when we, we were saying, how long do you think it will be before you think uh, Emery's the man? And I think we started with, say, 10 games, uh, and then we said, well, probably Christmas to give us an, the earliest idea. Uh, and then we added to that, like, I think I don't know, it might have been Johnny even come along and said a couple of transfer windows. So, mm. but I think we'll get an indication and we're seeing an indication. But at Christmas, let's see where we are, at, you know, at the halfway point in the season. I think that's a good point to look back at, at where we are. We got Huddersfield um, on Saturday at three o'clock. 
Uh, I'm going, uh, obviously, uh, but I'm, I have to sort out my director and his son. His son has uh, become a football fan. My director's not into football at all. And he messaged me and said, uh, can you get me a couple of tickets? And he said, uh, how would December the 2nd work? And I looked and I knew it was a North London derby. I said, no, <laughs> you're, no not getting, no. you're not getting tickets. No um, I said, why don't you go uh, to Arsenal versus Huddersfield? It's a three o'clock, traditional three o'clock kickoff. Uh, I sent him the history about Sir Herbert Chapman uh, and, um, about, you know, about shared managers and the FA Cup and us walking out t- side by side and some of the traditions of Arsenal and Huddersfield that have, have been adapted by uh, the Football League. Um, I don't know what... this changes in the lineup. up We'll probably... Is Ma- Mavropanos fit yet? I don't I even think he's he back is. in training. Okay. <clears throat> So who, 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 who will have um, Mustafi and Socrates? I don't I think, think so. Mustafi. Uh, is really? Koscielny fit yet? Because I know he's... No, he went off. His, his career's over. Is he gone, is it? He's yeah. got, he got yeah. injured badly for oh, the under-21s. No, apparently it was just cramp. But for me, at this level, he's done. And to oh, be yeah, fair, I'm that's not really... what I mean. I thought maybe he'd come out against Huddersfield, if anyone. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. To be fair, I'm not really interested in seeing Kishore in no. the Arsenal show again. I just think maybe he could do with the rest of Mustafi, to be honest. But if there's no one else, there's no one else, is there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're get, as we said, we're getting thin. And, and it's defensive players we're getting thin on. Um, predictions, guys. I've gone for 3-0. Uh, 2-0 for me. I'll go 3-1. Uh, I just can't see he's not conceding. That's the only issue. 2-0, <laughs> you said, Manny. And we'll get Boston's. He'll he'll message it over to me uh, as well. Arsenal, uh, women's football um, and Arsenal ladies. <laughs> Leon and Norway striker Ada Herdeberg, is it? Uh, won the inaugural women's Ballon d'Or and the co uh, radio uh, DJ French DJ and the co-host Martin Slovig uh, was widely criticised after he uh, asked the lady um, during the pre- presentation, "Do you twerk?" What a tit! What an absolute dickhead! Uh, uh, he must know if if you're getting a uh, if you're starting to award women's football the accolade of the Ballon d'Or. The, the the profile of the game has gone way up uh, in this country as well in as in other countries. Uh, would would he say that to somebody in in a workplace environment? He wouldn't, would he? It just seems mm, dickhead. It's just crass. It's uh, just a it's just a crass thing to say. Like. <laughs> Like the oh, main, the main have been getting the Ballon d'Or since 1956. It was the first year it's been awarded to a woman. There was one English player um, called Lucy Bronze who plays for Leon in England, uh, who was named on the on the ten shortlist. She's won the PFA Women's Player of the Year twice in 2014 and 2017. Uh, previously played for women at uh, Sunderland's women, Everton, Liverpool, Man City, uh, and in North Carolina in the United States at college level. So you know. Um, I looked down the list and it was Norway, it was Denmark, Scandinavians are way ahead of uh, of Britain on on like on the women's football stage. So, but it, it's definitely coming along. We played Charlton last night and um, Medima uh, McCabe both got braces and Med uh, scored as well. We beat them five nil. We remain top of the table uh, in that group in um, in Group D and also top of the table, obviously in the in the the women's WSL itself our next fi- fixture is away to the Millwall Lionesses on the 12th of December in the Cup um, Gunnar Debate what we got left to talk about well you, you cl- cl- I had uh, Koscielny's injury for the under 21s you say it's only cramp I, I, I thought he was absolutely ruined no I don't <laughs> think it wasn't serious I, I remember reading something about it I didn't think it wasn't as serious as what everyone thought no apparently it was just cramp Okay, yeah, I, so. I, I do think, I, I said even before when he got that last in, uh, injury, his Achilles are shot, uh, his age and everything else are catching up with him. I can't see him playing for the first team, a full game for the first team again. I think he's You're probably done. right. Yeah. Sol Campbell, uh, his first game uh, at Macclesfield Town, he was in the cup in the Checker Trade Trophy. It was 1-1 against Newcastle at full time. He lost 5-3 on penalties. I hope he does well. Yeah. He's a bit eccentric, isn't he, so... I hope he does well. 
Yeah. It's not go, a bad go. loss, to be fair, to get to penalties against what is and it, against Newcastle under, as well. Yeah, yeah. under twenty ones, is it under twenty threes? Yeah, and listen, we talked about last week uh, on Monday. We talked about um, like the racist stuff that went on at the Emirates, and we talked about the documentary. There's not many black fo- uh, former footballers who are getting opportunities as manager. You got Chris Hughton, I think, is the only one at any sort of uh, level uh, in the Premier League, but it needs to, you know. There's, there's at least fifty percent of um, the footballers playing are are black, and you know it, it should have a better balance in a, in the management lineups as well. And I also think there should be more English managers uh, given an opportunity, so it could help the English national team. Agree. Well, yeah. well back, well back. Oh boy, he's done. He's not. He's done with us. Yeah, he's, uh, he's done with us. <clears throat> I think they're going to let him go. They are going to let him go. And didn't we say that we wanted our club to be a bit more ruthless? Yeah. Can we we all agree that on the previous management, he would have gotten a new contract? He would have been given time to to get back to fitness and they would have given him another year, maybe two. And if that's not the case anymore and and the club be more ruthless, more power to them. Because I think we, we need to remove the sentiment away from from Arsenal Football Club I'm he's all missed. for it I, w- I would have I'm, I'm gutted for him of course I, l- I like the guy I think he's an utter professional uh, and he he's obviously a mank but when he put an Arsenal shirt on on the, on the rare occasion but when he put an Arsenal shirt on he gave it his all for his Arsenal he scored some good goals for us his finishing is not fantastic he's a Wobie-esque to a certain degree mm. um, but no, you know a bit better than a Wobie I would have thought I know what you're trying to say. I know what you're trying to say. You know what? Did you read the the actual article where they were saying that, you know, they wanted to get rid of him in the summer and then Southampton were interested and he didn't want to go to Southampton. Apparently he rejected the deal with us, you know, at some time last year. So if that's the case, then see you later, mate. Yeah. Well, it, 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 I think it's an awful lot of players now get into this situation where they're running down the contracts. Wenger did talk about it before, running down their contracts, and then they're in a position of power because Southampton, for example, or Crystal Palace were also interested in them. Um, they don't have to pay 20, 30, 40 million for a player. They get a player on a free, give him and his agent a big signing on fee, which is less than uh, they would get, um, it, it, you know, which would be less than they would have to pay uh, in a transfer market. And then also the player can command better wages. Although Welbeck, I don't think he'll be playing at this level in this country. Again, I think he'll be either mid to lower uh, table um, or he'll go overseas. Mm, Maybe. Wish him well, though. Yeah, wish him well. I do. And Mm. Ozil is still playing Fortnite, apparently. Oh... You can crack on playing Fortnite, then, can't he? You know what? That this guy, right? We we need to start asking the serious questions, right? And is that where he's on ridiculous wages? And can we, as a club, really afford to be paying him these wages when he is so flaky? Right? The, the, he's he. We can't. I can't trust him. Right? And I'm I'm not on the Ozil bandwagon at all. I think I'm one of his biggest critics since he got to the club, because I think he just does the bare minimum and people just jizz over the little things that he does. Whereas I would prefer somebody to come in and who would be consistent for ten games as opposed to one game a month, which we get from Ozil. All right. He he, he can't be trusted. He always seems to be this back spasm and, and all of these mysterious illnesses and all of this garbage. I'm not buying it. The, right? last back, the, the last back spasm he had was a bus stop in the training ground. I think he's been challenged uh, and he is probably challenging the authorities. And they're going, right, fine. Uh, and I think it's the start of the end. If they're checking his chin. That's what I like to call it. They're chin checking him, right? And they're seeing that he's got an Amir Khan chin, right? This guy, people like to go on like he's some Amir misunderstood. <laughs> he, people like to go on like Ozil is some misunderstood genius. He's not. He's an overpaid weakling, all right? And I'm, I'm so sick of having to have this conversation about this dude. If we can... I will get rid of him in the summer so we can move on. I'm sick of this flaky guy who only turns up one or two games a month and we should be... Oh, fuck that. Like, get rid see, of him. You did you got, see him going in January? Ask question. you got to ask this question as well. It's like, did we miss him? <clears throat> no. Did we miss him against Tottenham? 
No, we didn't miss him against Tottenham. We didn't miss him against Tottenham. We didn't miss him against fucking Bournemouth. And we didn't miss him against United either. Exactly. But you have people who go, oh, we miss his creativity. No, we fucking didn't. That's the questions you've got to ask. If if we're not missing him in the big games, which matter, then, or even the little games that matter, especially against Bournemouth, where we won, we won ugly, but we won, but we didn't miss him. So these are the questions you've got to ask. And I think every fan needs to ask these questions of themselves as well. If we're not going to miss him in these games, then what's the point in paying the guy 350 grand a week? We're not going to miss him. And it's the fact that Emery came out after Bournemouth and said the game was a bit too physical. We wanted to be a bit more physical and, and have a bit more intensity. That's a clear shot at the guy saying, you know what, you're not strong enough to be playing against Bournemouth. So if you're not strong enough to play against Bournemouth, how would you have fared against a physical United side exactly. or even a physical Tottenham side? If that's how Emery really thinks... Get rid of him, all right? Get rid of him. I'm sick of it. And he won't be physical enough to face somebody like Burnley or, or Huddersfield. They're all, they're big bastards. Of course. They no, will clump him. Like, everyone, everyone goes on about his wages. I think almost the wages side of things are irrelevant. For me, it's whether he's willing to put a shift in and whether he's, if he fits into what we're trying to do. Like you, I, I often use, uh, when you look at international football, look at Ireland, uh, which I follow, um, Okay, we don't always win. Well, we never win fucking anything, really. But but we're made up of a, a load of journeyman footballers from the lower and Wales also. That, um, made up of a lot of journeyman footballers from lower down the Premier League and the Championship. Yet again, they they combine together as a unit and as a team, and they do get a level of success. Wales, a perfect example. Um, but if you've got one fly in the ointment or if you've got somebody who uh, thinks they're bigger or better than the collective it breaks the collective and I th- that if Ozil is that fly in the ointment if Ozil is breaking the collective well then you need to get rid of that factor I agree yeah, I, just, I, just, I just don't buy it lads I don't buy the, this whole back spasm thing I don't buy oh his immune system is, is right I just don't buy it we had it with Fabregas when he went on strike you've had it with Henri when he wanted to go to Barcelona and we've had it yeah. with other players in the past and it, it's just it's the game is playing out and we are seeing the end of the game yep get rid of him and get somebody who is actually going to come well, in the thing is as well with his, with his wages when you say about his wages and stuff like that the thing is when you, when you look at his wages at 350 grand a week you could get two players a similar caliber for that price yeah. you know what I mean per yeah, week you, yeah you'd have to pay a transfer fee but that's my point on that yeah one. you'd have to pay a transfer fee but then again would you take the would you take that loss from a transfer fee you get two players who are actually going to play for you or would you carry on paying someone then one wages who are gonna cry about a back spasm and cry about I'll just play Fortnite what would you rather yeah. do I mean we need to we need to start asking a serious question because he's on astronomical wages but can we trust him simply if the answer is no then we shouldn't be paying the player that much well, to we be have sitting to, on the bench to be flaky we have to pay him because it's his contract but we should get rid if, if that is the case oh yeah get rid in the summer get well, rid the of the thing summer is, the next transfer window is in January if someone comes in with a big offer or someone comes in with any offer I think maybe it's time for him to go I doubt they will but yeah summertime get out of here man enough of it there, there's that, always someone who'll want, want him I think and on that mm. note boys um, Mike we're seeing we're seeing quite a lot of you we're all meeting up uh, the Coronet and you're bringing your good wife down to London for the weekend I am yes I will see you on Saturday so, no, this should be good. You're you're making an appearance. Yes, I'm making an appearance, bro. Okay, there's um, a certain somebody that I need to cuss. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I will be there about half past half past one quarter to two because I. I'm driving down, uh, so I can't get parked till half one. So I'm at the other side of the stadium. By the time I walk over to where where we are, where the coronet. Um, uh, it'll probably be a quarter to two but the other guys are getting there earlier yeah well, I think I'll be down there for about one half one ish I would have thought okay yeah, let's play it by here yeah okay boys thanks very much again thanks Manny thanks Mike uh, you've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons check out all our other content on gunsandyellowribbons.com up the Arsenal you've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans
follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.